get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. I know that we're all people just sitting here uh, looking at um, Nick eat a banana uh, <laughs> right now. I can't even focus. That anymore. looks like he's a tasty just, banana. He's the Burger King here in Troy has been uh, advertising for managers for a while, so we'll go through there next week. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues had made the playoffs 25 straight seasons before Eric Brewer arrived. After Brewer donned the note, the Blues missed the playoffs every season that Brewer was a Blue, except for one. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 3 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We are coming to you live on Wednesday, October 19th, 2016. This is franchise episode number 84 all time. Let's Go Blues Radio is a weekly program that talks St. Louis Blues hockey. We do welcome listeners to call in and chat with us live on the air as well as tweet us questions and comments that we will read on the show. For more info on how to do all of that, go to letsgoblues.com radio, uh, letsgoblues.com slash radio. And you can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at LGB radio and go ahead and send us your tweets and we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll check them out, read them. And my name is Kurt Price and joining me once again uh, tonight are my co-hosts. Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. Good evening, gentlemen. Hopefully, there are no echoes right now. Between no you echoes. No. no echoes. Yay! Good. We had an echo issue earlier. We were a few minutes late getting on the air, so we apologize. Yeah, um, sounds sounds good to me. And uh, Kurt, you sound crystal clear and as beautiful as ever. Sexy. You're supposed to say sexy. Well, beautiful works too. Come on. Not as good as sexy. All right. Sorry. Forgive me. You're learning. Uh, Bill, you uh, tweeted out the official beer of the episode number 84. I did. And, um, yeah, so it's uh, Sticky McDougal, a Scotch Ale by Ale Asylum. Um, so I've heard good things about Ale Asylum. First thing I'm trying from them. And uh, as Scotch Ales go, it's no dirty bastard, but it's damn good. I've had the Soul Asylum. I haven't had the... What you're having there? That's a joke. I, oh, I, oh, I get it. God, yeah, it's horrible. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, I just said it was a joke. Um, yeah. uh, Runaway Train, right? About huh. them? I was. Is it? Was it? I I don't remember. I'm gonna look yeah, that up. Yeah, we'll that it was. Yeah. It was. Runaway Train and never looking back. Wrong way on a runway, one way track. Right? <laughs> Keep going. Uh, something, something should be getting somewhere. Somehow I'm neither here nor there. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, there it yeah. is. Yes. <laughs> we, we are, I'm watching the listeners just drop as I on the. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Karaoke uh, time with Jeff Ponder. Yeah, it's not yet. Yeah. yeah, so Jeff's trying to replace the voice. Uh, you know, for NBC, which, you know, right now, I guess, I, I don't know if it's on NBC right now or not. I assume it's the debate. So, yeah. um, 
It is the debate. Debate? Yeah. Is that what they use to catch the fish? Uh, hey, no. <laughs> I, I am I'm a master debater. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> I've seen a, you in the locker room. You haven't heard. That is a well-known fact. It is. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, there are worse reputations to have. Uh, here's how we're going to do the show this week. Uh, usually we, we open it up and we make it available to anyone and everyone from the start of the show. Uh, but to uh, try and get all of our topics in this week, which we have had trouble doing because uh, the, the discussion gets just so lengthy, uh, we're going to uh, open the show up uh, for anyone to talk hockey with us a little bit later in the show. So we're going to go over our topics and then we're going to uh, give our two cents and then open it up for uh, folks to join us uh, and talk hockey, talk whatever they want, uh, rehash what we've talked about, agree, disagree, uh, or bring up something different or something they want to talk about. So uh, we'll do it that way, and hopefully that'll be in about you know 20, 30 minutes, something like that, uh, give or take. So uh, that's what we're going to try and do. And we'll post that link on the website at letsgoblues.com slash radio when that's made available. Cool? All right. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I want to first talk about the Clays Classic Roller Hockey Tournament, which we talked about the past couple weeks, a couple of shows. Um, this is a benefit roller hockey tournament that uh, Jeff and Bill and myself are all going to play in. Uh, the National Anthem and Ceremonial Puck Drop will be at 4 o'clock p.m. on Saturday night, November 19th. Uh, all skate spots are full. Queenie Park, Queenie Park. Yeah, well, actually, I think we have one and we have one spot open now. I think somebody dropped. Yeah. No, that's what Jason Jason uh, put that out on Facebook earlier. There is a uh, one spot available, uh, fifty dollars if uh, if you uh, want to sign up. SundayRollerHockey.com slash page four. Twenty one, right? Page, page twenty one. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So and it's like fifty one and change if you pay online. Correct. Yeah, it's like fifty one forty or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a bargain. So it'll uh, hopefully the tournament will help generate enough funds to help make the medical expenses a little less cumbersome for the Clay's family because they have uh, uh, they have some of those to endure. So uh, a portion of the proceeds from the uh, concessions go to them as well. So uh, somewhat, like like you said last time, Jeff, if you want to come by and watch some bad roller hockey. Yep. Come on by, have a beer, get something to eat, and watch some bad roller hockey. Yeah, and we've uh, I was telling the guys before the show we have some actual real talent in this tournament if you, if you want to see the best of the worst in roller hockey we have some pretty darn good players playing in this tournament so shouldn't be as bad as we're selling it to be completely honest enough about me though let's talk about the rest of the players <laughs> right there's this guy bill day playing <laughs> i don't know about him guaranteed to go for 50 cents in the uh, <laughs> auction <laughs> Pretty impressive. Yep. All right. So that is on November 19th at Queenie Park in St. Louis. Uh, so um, check it out. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at uh, STL Blues History Twitter account, a fantastic follow. If you're not following uh, that individual, please do so. It's good stuff. Uh, October 19th, 1989, Bernie Federico made his first return to St. Louis after his trade to the Detroit Red Wings. The Blues lost this game 4-3. to three. Federico was held pointless in, on two shots, while Adam Oates, the player we acquired for Federico in the trade, had one goal, one assist. Hull also had a goal and assist in the game. Uh, Pat Jablonski took the loss for the Blues. 
I'm sure there were a couple of soft goals on uh, Jablonski, so no. we'll, pin on, we'll pin that loss on him. How dare uh, you? It's, I've, I watched the man play. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> October 19th, 1972, Barkley and Bobby Plager uh, were both involved in a bar fight at the Mainlander restaurant in Clayton. The fracas started over the spilling of a bowl of soup on Bobby Plager, who was cut by glass in the fight and was sent to the hospital for some minor touch-ups. Say it ain't so. Are the Plagers in a fight off the rink? Yeah, I never would have guessed that. So that's today in Blues history. Only two today. Uh, the Blues acquired... We, uh, Bill and I were at the Ozarks on our golf outing. Um, when we got the news about the Blues acquiring... Oh, is, this what you, is that what you guys call it? Yes, golf yes. outing. Our golf outing. Our getaway. <laughs> Romantic getaway. Well, it's, a, it's a getaway. There's not much romance. It's just right to it. So, <laughs> so we, don't, we don't mess around on the golf trip. <laughs> you know Eric Johnson. No, no. <laughs> Uh, Bill uh, Bill got the news on his phone and uh, he announced it. And my initial reaction was that I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, my I, I thought it was a very low risk, high reward move. Uh, plus, we stopped Chicago from getting him as they were interested in acquiring him. Uh, what did you guys? Uh, I know it's been it's not it's not real risk news, but it's, you know, a couple weeks old. So, what do you uh, your 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 thoughts on the move and so far, based on his play? What do you guys? Um, I for the price we paid for it, uh, absolutely, a, and a great move. I mean, how how often can you get a former first overall draft pick for uh, a cup of dirt used condoms? What we paid, right? Yeah, that's uh, that sounds about right. And the uh, condom, I believe, was the one used in the Chicago uh, Game Seven, right? <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say Doug Gilmore. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the Smithsonian, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a pretty old condom. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, uh, this one, oh, shit, that was like lambskin, wasn't it back then? <laughs> lambskin. Ouch! That does not sound comfortable. Tied off with a bungee cord. Oh man! Holy cow! Um, I like just your hip tied up. <laughs> I'm gonna get us back on track, and I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Bill um, and Kurt. I'm sure you feel the same. Uh, you know the the asking price that we heard last year and in the year before, and ever since Yakupov's name started coming up in in trade talks, was always a first round pick and a prospect and a current roster player. Obviously, that turned out to not be the case. Um, Zach Pachiro could turn out to be a a decent third line, fourth line player, but right now that is Neil Yakupov, and he has the potential to be a first line player. So um, it's as you said, very low risk move. I think that uh, either way you look at it, I think the Blues stole this trade, even if he doesn't work out and he ends up, you know, saying having a one year and done with St. Louis. Uh, part of it, like Kurt said, is is. We stole him from Chicago, so I'm happy with that. And, you know, and to say it's a steal, I'm not ragging on Peter Chiarelli in Edmonton either. I think he knew he just – he had to make that move. Uh, the only thing I'll say about Chiarelli 
is when he came out and basically dogged Yakupov as much as he can in a press conference, basically saying he doesn't fit here, blah, blah, blah. You've traded two first-round picks, number one picks, this summer. Uh, you know what? I think players are okay with not fitting in Edmonton. <laughs> I uh, the only the only issue I had uh, with uh, with Yakupov were, were the 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 rumblings of uh, him being able to effectively follow the team system. Uh, some people were saying that the uh, and, and to be honest, the, the first couple of games here, it, um, it did seem that that analysis of him that 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 uh, uh, critique uh, seemed fairly accurate. Yeah, with he, he's gotten better. He's got. He, I think he's had some fantastic opportunities, uh, some really good chances. Uh, his speed has created some of that. Um, but I think he's looked better and better as the the early, the short season so far has gone on. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of because the first like the first game, first half, first three quarters of the first game didn't even see him on the ice. Didn't notice him. But the, he's he's more noticeable on the ice now. And he's getting some chances. Got a goal. Uh, should have had a goal uh, against Vancouver. I think it was so. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, he he he's, I I'm very happy with the trade for reasons mentioned from before. So it's uh, and he's and he's not afraid to shoot the puck. No, and that's that's what I I mean. We talked about how the Blues are going to have trouble scoring, and you know I know that a lot of Edmonton fans are saying right now, oh well that we saw that Yakupov when we first got him too, but I think at the very least. You're looking at 15, 16 goals from the guy. And I think as as little, as much trouble as I think the Blues are going to have scoring goals, I think that's a huge push the Blues are going to need. you got to figure 15, 16 goals, that could be another two or three wins, which could push him into the playoffs. Yeah, the, his speed is you – know, the, the Blues are a team that uh, penetrate from the outside. Um, I'm trying to get away from the condom talk, I promise. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, they're a team that that really does rely on outside speed for for a lot of zone entries, and Yakupov has that just explosive speed. And you know, we've seen, I think we've seen that he has, you know, all the all the elements that would be required to be successful in a Ken Hitchcock system. The speed of the outside, get in on the forecheck, and then last night I forget who it was, but he got back and broke up. Uh, a rush using his speed and you know that's it's going to be you know if he can become a more consistent player doing that game in game out this this is could easily turn out to be you know one of the best trades of the armstrong era for sure agree 100 percent um the uh opening night in chicago for the, the Blues. The Blues spoiled the Blackhawks' home opener with a 5-2 to two win. Uh, besides the fact that I loved the outcome of this game, uh, winning this game, especially the way we did, and it being their home opener, which followed up the series win last playoffs against the uh, over the Hawks, which followed up winning the regular season series last year over the Hawks, was uh, was pretty, pretty fantastic. I don't know if, uh, you know, sort of, if you can't win the Cup, it's, you know, beat your rival on a fairly consistent basis and knock him out of the playoffs. So that's really last season. The Blues played the Hawks well. They beat them in the playoffs last year. They beat them in their home in their home opener in their building, kind of an embarrassing fashion in the third period there. So, uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm 
pretty 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 stoked about the way and to be honest the not only did the blues look good in the first game the hawks looked that bad in the first game would you guys uh would you guys agree on that yeah the i'd say overall so far um you know the hawks have looked pretty awful um, I mean, they they had to put up seven goals to win last night. Um, but their defense, man, it's it's problematic. Their penalty killing has been almost non-existent so far early on in the year, and you know it it, it was very satisfying. You know, as a somebody who's been a Blues fan as long as I have, and been through you know all the different uh, uh, eras of the rivalry um, to to have the satisfaction of uh, uh, like you said uh, continuing our recent string of uh, great success against them uh, and then I think the icing on the cake was uh, the uh, uh, Keystone Cops own goal that they scored oh, at the end that was wonderful <laughs> yeah I was. It, yeah, just you know the fact that it involved uh, Seabrook, Kane, and Keith. Just yeah, <laughs> the three most hated Hawks in the uh, Blues Nation. And it wasn't just that they put the puck in their own net; it was they put it in their own net and they tried valiantly to stop it from going in their own net, and they couldn't do it. That was so funny. It was such a slow roller; like it wasn't like they shot it back there. I mean, they it was a slow puck and they had three guys trying to go for it. And they could not come up with it. It was pretty amazing. I, I think of the Dorn quote from major league, uh, if, <laughs> you know, what am I do? Die for it. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and in this game, and, and again, I know anyone who listens to the last two shows we've done, you know, a lot of us pretty much all we did was dog the blues and, and dog what, what they've done this off season. Um, and I still think, Part of that is rightfully so, but um, and it's only obviously been four games, but they looked so good in that first game. I thought there was maybe about five to six minutes where they did not play too well, but I mean overall they were, you know, that we heard all night on on uh, the the next night on uh, Fox Sports Midwest um, when when the Blues had their home opener that the Blues are getting away from that big dirty you know, we're going to hit you style to a fast paced speed team. And man, you saw it against the Blackhawks. They came out so hard. They were four checking. They were fast to loose pucks. They were uh, beating the Blackhawks at their own game. They looked phenomenal in that opening game. And, and I told my wife that night that if that were the team that we saw in the Western conference final last year, I think they would have they would have beat the Sharks in five games. I mean, that was – obviously, it's a new season. You got fresh legs, but they looked so good in that first game. Yeah, they outshot Chicago 34-19. They won 60% of the faceoffs. They went three for five on the power play, and they dominated play overall. And the score was tied 2-2 going into the third when it really – actually, I mean, it was really shouldn't have been 2-2. The Blues had outplayed them. And actually, the Hawks had a 2-1 lead. With that uh, before that late power play, uh, the the penalty barrage that Chicago decided to start taking penalties over the place, which the, what what the Blues used to do, they just get ticked off and start taking penalty after penalty, and and the Blues scored that goal with 30 seconds to go in the second period to tie it up at two. Which to be honest, if you go in the third period down two to one in a game you've outplayed Chicago in, you could 
maybe some players get down on themselves about, gosh, we've, we've played really well and we're losing uh, to Chicago. But that, you know, and they, Chicago takes the penalties. We get the tying goal. And then a minute in the third period, we get the game winning, uh, the go ahead goal. So that's, which was the game winner. But it's, uh, so that was a huge, the, the whole, the, the penalty, the trip to the penalty box that they had, uh, the clown cars, the clown car to the penalty box was uh, uh, the turning point in the game, I think. Because that just, I mean, that allowed us to tie it, and then we got the lead. Two five on three power plays we had. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, couldn't have been happier opening day. The uh, the following night, the Blues won their home opener versus Minnesota three two. I don't want to rehash every game, you know, since it's kind of old news. I figured we'd spend more time on the opener. But uh, any thoughts on the Minnesota game as far as uh, us being us winning three two? Yeah, let's let's get into uh, one of the tweets that we got already from uh, Mr. Kurt Chaplin. He says, uh, "Curious on your guys' thoughts on the disaster of an opening ceremony last week. Big missed opportunity on the fiftieth anniversary." Uh, so what Kurt's talking about, and um, I don't know if he was talking about when he was, if he was in person or if he watched it on TV, but I watched on TV and I heard it was just as bad in person. So basically, I think the setup they had, and for those that may have missed it, I'll, I'll go over it real quick. They basically had a square around center ice and uh, they had a bunch of the, the guys, I think maybe six or seven uh, of the original members of the 1967-68 team, they came out and you know they waved to the crowd. Obviously, Bobby Plager was one of those players. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. The guy who scored the first goal for the Blues, Keenan, Larry, Larry Keenan. Yeah. Um, so they they came out. You know, and it was it was a it, when it first started, you're like, oh man, this is cool. This is awesome. They got the original members. But then they brought the players out. First of all. The first funny thing, I don't know if anyone caught it. So the players aren't on the rink yet. None of the current team. And uh, so they end up, uh, I guess they're all in the tunnel waiting to come out. And the announcer, uh, Tom Calhoun, friend of the show, um, he he says, uh, um, number four, Carl Gutterson. And the whole team skates out. And it's like, uh, what? And they all line up in this square. And then he announces Carl Gunnarsson's name again. So it's almost like, and I'm not dogging Tom Calhoun. Guy does a fantastic job, one of the best announcers in the league for my money. I just don't think it was relayed to him what was going to happen. He was like, okay, here's the roster. Just announce these guys. And it was obvious because, I don't know. And it, so getting into the, the, the calling of the players, they announce the players, they come out, or they all come out, and then – on the TV camera, since they're in a square, they don't have a cameraman in the middle. So when they're announcing the players, all you see is their backs. You know, they say, number 19, Jay Bomeister. And all you see is Bomeister's back with Bomeister 19 on his back. And that was it. You can't see his face. And then I guess about halfway through, they're like, oh, God, this looks terrible. We should start trying to get their faces a little bit. So they started using, I think, like the rink cameras. And so you're seeing like their faces, but it's the very side of their faces. And it just looks awful. It's so bad. And again, I heard it was just as bad in person. So agree with Kurt Chaplin. That was a huge miss. And I said this to somebody else. I feel like the Blues in in game team, whatever they're called, I feel like they they miss the mark on that kind of stuff a lot. Like if you go to a lot of other rinks. I hate to say it, 
If you go to a Blackhawks game in Chicago, they do it right. The Minnesota Wild, they do it right. It seems like the Blues just always miss on this stuff. And I'm not trying to call for anyone's jobs, but it's just like, you know, you're a – you've been around for 50 years. If you can't figure out how to do in-house celebrations, then maybe you're not in the right line of work. It didn't, it didn't look, uh, it just didn't look like there was any game plan. Like they they didn't really think of it or didn't rehearse it or didn't uh, really think about how they were going to, you know, Oh, they had ideas on paper and nothing was really actually thought through. Maybe, I don't know. There were things like you said, weren't related to other people as far as how it was going to go down. The, uh, I think it was Larry Keenan in between the first and second period was interviewed by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Strickland, right? Strickland, yeah, Strickland. And Strickland was asking him some questions, and God bless Larry Keenan. I think it was Larry Keenan. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> he, was, he was having a hard time understanding what he was being asked. Uh, you know, he's older, so I mean, I'm, maybe it was a, a whole thought process thing where he wasn't quite getting it, but... Uh, uh, the whole the whole back and forth between Strickland and Keenan was uh, was very awkward, and yes, I really it really was. I felt bad for Strickland because I, he was kind of trying to move it along, and, and Keenan just wasn't getting the questions, and and it just kind of added to the whole night, you know. Well, so. you just got to figure those guys, you know, in '67 they weren't getting interviewed on TV, you know, they might have gotten some radio interviews here and there. Plus, how long ago was 1967? 50 years ago. They haven't been in a spotlight like that in a long time. And he, yeah, he looked comfortable enough on the air, but just didn't look like he was understanding what he was being asked. It was very, uh, and he was answering, and he was asked a question, and then he responded with something that wasn't even what he was asked. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of, it kind of a par for the course for the, for the evening, I think. So yeah, Kirk Chaplin, uh, it was, it did not go unnoticed by, pretty much everyone, that it was, a very awkward and unusual and disappointing. Uh, something they should have spent more time on i don't know i mean they had a whole summer to prepare i feel like i mean i'm not you know obviously i don't have the answer as to what they could have done but you know they had the whole summer to prepare for that i feel like they could have executed that a little better and i'm curious to know how the in-game presentation the uh the angela sharp's new sidekick that does the the radio host what's his name the guy rico yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say this. I haven't seen his in-game presentation yet, but and I don't even. I'm not familiar with his radio work, but based on the the little bit I've seen, like on TV and the little commercial they have, and on the uh, the, the rally thing they have at uh, at Fox Sports Live, I think he's kind of annoying. But I'm gonna hold off too much criticism until I actually see him in in game. See, I listen. I listen to his radio show, and he is very annoying. Okay, <laughs> okay. I. Uh, He's one of those guys, I mean, he's a nice enough guy from what I hear, but he's one of those guys that his way of telling jokes is that he yells them, and that's the funny way of telling the joke. So I don't like that type of comedy. I don't think it's funny just when a guy yells that makes it funny. So, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan, and I like I saw a tweet when the Blues announced it. Oh, here's your new in-game host, Patrico. Somebody <laughs> tweeted at the Blues, uh, haven't the fans suffered enough this summer? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I saw him, as soon as I, I two seconds into that, the first time I saw him on TV, a little commercial for the Blues saying who he was, I'm like, I don't like you. 
I, I don't know what it is. I just I don't like you. Patrico, so. if you're listening, we apologize for this, but I don't apologize for anything. I, <laughs> I, I, I that's I, I again I've also said I have not seen his actual spiel inside the stadium. Maybe it's cool, maybe it's interesting or fun, whatever, but based on what I saw, I'm not a fan so far. So I will reserve judgment until I see the actual in-game presentation. So that's no fun. <laughs> that's no fun. Uh, All right. So enough of that. Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Chris Chaplin, or Kurt Chaplin, for the uh, for the tweet. Uh, oh, uh, Chris uh, from the uh, After Dark, the San Jose Sharks podcast, uh, tweeted to us uh, condom talk, and I thought we got After Dark on our show. Ha ha. So he enjoyed the comments. <laughs> he would. Sharks fan. <laughs> Good guys over there at the at that podcast. Um, so uh, anyway, we, we won uh, in Minnesota, uh, our home opener, uh, despite the poor pregame ceremony and the poor in-between period presentation and the question answer session. With Strickland and uh, Keenan, we won 3-2 to two, despite all that stuff. So um, I still hate the wild from two playoffs ago, so it's always a pleasure to beat those guys. Um, yeah. That the first period of that game, man, it, it final shots on goal were fourteen two for the Blues, and it just it looked like Minnesota forgot that it was regular season. I I tweeted that out during the game. It just it it looked like they just they didn't have any idea. You know what? What their overall game plan was, and Blues just outskated them, and yeah, it was it was almost embarrassing. And Devin Dubnik, you know the the Yakupov goal was awesome to see him get his first goal, but come on, yeah, that was bad. I honestly, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, Bill. I think if you were in net, you would have made that save. I'm not even uh, kidding. I think if five percent of goalies would have made that save, yeah. And it's funny because that goal when it went in, uh, the Blues, for the play team, I you know Kelly and Pang, I get it. They're supposed to be have the bias, and I get it. But it was funny because the shot came, and they're like, that may have been deflected, kind of threw off uh, Dubnik a little bit. Like, no, 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 it wasn't deflected whatsoever. <laughs> there's no, there's no. Uh, 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 it just it's call it what it is. It was a terrible, terrible goal, and and yeah, it was. I mean, it was a. I mean, don't. It was a, a hard shot, I guess. I don't know, but it was. It was. A, it was a bad, bad, bad goal. Yeah, I think it was Pang that too said the same thing. He was like, "Oh, that that kind of rose on Dubnik," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's the angle of his stick. Like, of course, it's gonna rise on him. He he should have been able to read that." A good rising shot by Yakupov. Um, so the Blues shot them 31 to 21. Uh, they won on the faceoff dot 53 percent 47. Uh, both teams were over on the power play, and uh, yeah, the Wild took t- had 20 minutes in penalties. So it was a you know the, the Blues had a three to one lead before Minnesota tied it. Um, so that's uh, anyway two and zero can't complain about the start. Uh, and just two days later, the Blues were uh, able to hold on versus the Rangers. In a 3-2-1 that saw them get zero shots in the third period. Zero. None. Zip. Nada. If you are a Rangers fan, how are you not pulling your hair out <laughs> that they couldn't win 
with the other team not getting a shot on goal in the entire th- – not even just like the first period, the third period. Yeah, I, I, I can't recall the last time the Blues went shotless in the period. I really – I can't I'm either. sure it's happened sometime in the past five years. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I cannot – I always remember being close. A couple of shots in the period or something. Maybe one shot. I, I remember one shot in the period for the Blues, but not, not none. I think there was a playoff game. I think it was one of the wild games where they uh, – they only had like two or three shots in a period. That's the worst I can remember for the last couple of years. I think I remember one shot in a period last year, maybe. Anyway, either way, it's that was just yeah bad. Um, but uh, this guy, this is Carter Hutton's first start as a blue, and aside from a backhand soft goal short side by uh, Zabinajad, which was described by John Kelly as here's some more of the home team slant. A wicked backhand. <laughs> a wicked backhand from 40 feet. <laughs> Which was the thing about a wicked backhand. It was just a soft goal on Hutton. I, he'll tell you that. I mean, there's no – you can't you can't make this stuff up, folks. I'll be rushing on You can't make this up. It's time paper down. Um, but uh, after that, Hutton played extremely well, uh, stoning a handful of Rangers on the doorstep and stole the game in the third period, stopped 33 of 35 shots against, 15 of which – uh, in the third period. So, uh, in this game, the Blues went down two forwards and one defenseman for, what was it, like five or eight minutes to go in the second period? They ended up being three guys down, something like that? Yeah, with something like that. Kind of some Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll come in on, on hunting really quick. I was one of the skeptics of the signing. I, uh, I always said that I think that he – uh, has benefited from good defenses in, in Chicago and Nashville. And obviously he can still benefit from a good defense here in St. Louis. Um, but I've always said, I feel the blues give the blues may allow 20 shots a game, but I always think that eight to nine of those are good scoring chances. Um, and uh, he, uh, I thought at the start of this game, when he started, when he gave up the first couple goals, and, and yeah, granted, the first when was the backhand? Was that the third goal? Second goal. That was that was the second goal. Okay, so when he gave that one up, and then the first one, obviously, that was a bang bang play. That's that's going to happen. You know that that goal could have been scored any goal in the league. But I thought, man, this guy's not making the saves he needs to make. You know, he's already showing some signs of weaknesses and because I, I am not a fan of the Blues' left side of the defense, so I am thought, man, he is going to get exposed. But, hey, I'll I'll give him a hand. Man, he played fantastic to close that game out. If they, I honestly don't even know if, if Jake Allen would have been in net if they would have won that game. I thought Hutton played that well in the third period. Yeah, he, Bill, Bill, I, have I have a question for you, Bill, about, the, about Hutton's play, if you don't mind. Sure. So you being a goalie, a goalie, former goalie, how do you want to label yourself? Um the, the 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 was it on Miller the the save on Miller in front, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So my my question to you is that I I, I looked at that again. I I mean he was positioned good enough where it hit him right. He didn't really make the save. He was he was sprawled out. It hit him, and uh, made the save. And so okay. So is that something that you would give the goalie credit for, or chalk it up as? Oh, is he's lucky to hit his pad, and not you know, five hole because his five hole is gaping on that play. So, what would what would you on that nice save? I mean, I you know I I think you have to say that the the positioning got him the save. 
you know, if, if, you know, Jake Allen may have been uh, six inches out of position on that and it goes in the net. I thought he did a good job overall staying centered in the net. Um, I did see a lot of criticism of uh, Jake Allen, especially in last night's game uh, for, uh, for not being able to keep himself centered. Um, you know, it looked like on the, the goal you're talking about when um, JT Miller, not to be confused with uh, TJ Miller from Silicon Valley, uh, he had the, uh, looked like he had about uh, what, uh, three or four inches um Maybe not that much, but he looked like he had a couple inches. Uh, if, if he got it uh, along the ice a little bit more, uh, he may have been able to get that in. But uh, overall, I thought it, it the positioning uh, was solid, and um, yeah, I think the Blues fans you know, we got used to seeing a lot of that uh, with Brian Elliott. Uh, I, I think Elliott was usually more sealed to the ice than uh, Hutton was on that play. But uh, I mean, probably a little bit of luck in it. You know, there's I, nothing's a hundred percent skill. Got to depend on luck. But yeah, it. I would. I think you have to give him all the credit for that. Okay, I, I, I think when I see plays like that where it's positioning and the puck hits the goalie and whatnot, and it doesn't a, a save isn't it isn't doesn't move to make the save. It, it hits him because of positioning. I, I there was a, you know there was room five hole and if the puck goes five hole it's it's instant criticism for you know you know not not having to stick down or whatever so I just I that always I always I torture myself with that I can't let myself uh, praise the Blues players too much for making the nice play I gotta like criticize so, anyway uh, I'll be was, curious to hear uh, if uh, if Nick uh, Nick Senior joins us uh, his thoughts from uh, from a a guy who is currently uh, well versed at playing goal. Okay. Um, it was a uh, Brodziak 700th NHL game, so an upper body injury was his door prize for the evening. Kind of suck when you get hurt in your uh, in an anniversary game, but uh, and they replaced Latera on the IR today. So there's no. I got the the uh, Gunnarsson and Brodziak are likely to come back before Latera apparently. And uh, speaking of injuries, Schwartz, I, they're talking like Schwartz might play next game. So, you guys heard anything else about Schwartz today? I just heard that he might play, so we'll see. Yeah, okay. ho- hopefully he will because, yeah, uh, between Yaskin and uh, PRV, uh, wow, we, we definitely looked uh, injury depleted last night. Well, we got, we got, we could put Berland and PRV and Yakupov. On the same line, and it would be the failed first round draft pick line. Yeah. Well, against the Rangers, they were pretty damn awesome, right? Yeah. 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 I thought Berglund looked Berglund looked good last night. He had a he had a shift where I think he had two solid scoring chances. That one that he got uh he got tripped. That's crossbar. Yeah. Yeah. He had two very good chances last night. So uh, you know, he, he, he you know he has his moments. I'll give him that. That's about all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Patrick, Patrick Berglund can't get any love. Oh, you know, I, I I really do want him to do well. I just I'm having a hard time getting there. So, 
I wanted Steve Ott to do well, and that guy was terrible. Yeah, well, I, I never said he was a great player. I just liked him. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed Bill can attest to Steve Ott's mouth when he would run it. Occasionally, I would run my mouth when I played hockey, so I I kind of I could relate to his play a little bit. The Not smart you. Smart ass, kind of, kind of mouthing off, having a good time, pissing people off. You know what hockey's all about. Uh, the uh, we're gonna open up the uh, the the show to an opened table round table discussion session here in a second. So uh, uh, that'll be coming up in a few minutes. So those of you who want to, if anybody wants to join us, uh, we'll put that link on the site in about two three minutes. Um, last night's game. Vancouver beats the Blues two to one in overtime. I, you know, personally, I mean, I thought we played okay. I, being short a few players doesn't help, but it is what it is. Um, the game tying goal, uh, Paravia's turnover in the zone had a chance to clear it out, didn't. Uh, had an easy chance to clear it out, didn't do it. Um, and they uh, what put five ten seconds later they scored. So, um, to be honest, I, we were actually fortunate not to have lost regulation. The Tucks hit, what, two, three posts uh, on Allen? Uh, and like Bill said, I think Allen was kind of, I, I think it was Bill, uh, not staying centered in his net, kind of playing over-aggressive, sliding side to side, which kind of is what he does in general. But uh, so he, I, I, watching the game last night, I was – I was wondering how we were only up, how we were up one nothing, uh, and the Canucks really could have had a couple more goals in that game. But um, the disallow goal, good call. Yes, no. Yeah, yeah I thought has, so. Yeah, it it looked you know as close to a distinct kicking motion as I've seen uh, on goals that have been called back. Um, and you know, at first, I think a lot of people thought, uh, you know me included that uh, it was kind of bullshit that uh, they wound up giving a penalty and they get the penalty to the wrong guy anyway. Um, you know, but uh, Stastny did, uh, did hook Spisa. Um, but it, it, it seemed just the way that the sequence played out there that uh, they only gave Stastny the penalty after the video replay, but uh, there, Rutherford was quick to tweet out that no, it was a call on the ice and uh, scouting the refs today uh, had that, uh, had a post about it as well. So um, I didn't think, and there was some, you know, some discussion on Twitter afterwards. uh, I didn't think you could call a, uh, a penalty other than goalie interference based on instant replay. Um, I, yeah, the the interpretation I got was that it was uh, the penalty was called on the ice at the time. Yeah, right? yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. The explanation on scouting the refs today was that uh, they uh, it was they were reacting to the goal. Uh, both of them saw it and were going to call it and just delayed getting their hands up because the puck went in the net. Yeah. Okay. That and that's yeah. That's why I heard today too. Um, so the, the link to join us uh, for the roundtable is on the site now. So if anyone wants to join the show, uh, feel free to do so. Um, I, uh, the, the Blues Power Play, um, uh, that link is on letsgoblues.com slash radio, by the way, under the live stream. 
Um, the Blues power play. I, you know, since the Chicago game, they are one for the last 11. Uh, but to be honest, um, I mean, what do you guys thought about the power play so far with, uh, with Yo running it? Uh, with the, right now, we're 20, 25%, 7th in the NHL. Uh, three players in the top eight in the NHL in the power play scoring, Shattenkirk, Tarasenko, and Stasny. Uh, your thoughts on how the power play has looked? Now, there was some concern uh, with uh, the assistant coaches leaving that they would affect our special teams uh, drastically. So as far as the power play goes, your thoughts? Sir, after you. Um, I mean, results-wise, 25% early on in the season, yeah, not going to complain about it. I mean, they've looked really, you know, I, I don't know that, uh, you know, it's been the, the same, the same rotation. We've seen steam down low instead of, you know, taking shots from the point. Um, you know, I, 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 right now it seems to be working for the most part. Um, so yeah, I, I say now it's so far so good. I, uh, I've I've liked it. I, I've 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 liked the way it's looked. Um, even though it's one for its last eleven, uh, I I I still think it they look it looks fast. The the puck distribution's been good. Um, I like uh, Perron on, on the point on the second unit a lot. Um, him and Tarasenko seem to have a little thing going. Uh, they they look good uh, out there together. Um, Stasny at the top of the crease, low point, low slot, um, in place of Bacchus, I guess at times. So that's that's uh, that's 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 worth. I like that. I, I'm happy. I, I like it. I, I mean, sometimes yeah, there were times last year, even the power play was what sixth in the league last year or something like that. Um, I thought the power play at times was really terrible. Um, couldn't get anything going on. Granted, it's really early in the season, but uh, yeah, I've, I've I'm kind of a fan. I like it. Yeah, I, I was going to comment that I think Stastny has looked the best we've seen him in a Blues jersey uh, to start this year. Again, four games, small sample, but uh, I think he's looked very comfortable. He's looked um, he's looked more comfortable than I think he's looked this entire time with the team. And uh, I agree with you. I I was the, uh, the biggest critic of the Perron signing, but it, again, four games in, he looks pretty good with Tarasenko. They look comfortable together. They're they're making some nice plays. Perron does not look like the same uh, puck hog that he was in the past. And and yeah, on the point, he looks he looks comfortable. So yeah, I I say keep going. Uh, yeah, I mean the the thing that I've always said about power plays, and I think you guys would agree, is that I don't care. You know, yeah, obviously I want to see the Blues score a goal, but as long as you have good movement and everybody looks like they're on the same page. I can deal with a slump here and there. It's the slumps that when they get into those, okay, guys, let's carry it down and, and let's just try and dump it on net to see if we can get something creative. I don't like that. That that never works. It never seems to get teams out of slumps. Um, so yeah, as long as, as long as they still got the movement going, I'm all for the way the power play looks. Keep it going. I, uh, you know, uh, and Perron, by my count, unless I missed one, has only taken one offensive zone penalty. That is impressive. So that's, uh, that is something. I, you know, I've always, uh, I think I was, I was un, unenthused, disenthused, 
anti-enthused, however, whatever the word is, of uh, the, the Perons and everything. I, I was kind of like, you know, you, I think I remember saying, we know what we're going to get with Perron. We know the player he is. We, we, don't, we think he's kind of peaked as a player. Um, but he's, you know, he's been a little better, it seems like, two-way-wise uh, in his own zone. Um, he's looked really good at the point on the power play. Um, and it's only been four games. Him and Tarasenko uh, look like they've got, you know, some chemistry. So I, uh, we'll see. Uh, Pran's an extremely talented player. So uh, you know, maybe he's figured something out. I don't know. Uh, but candid, only four games. But uh, so far, so good. Yeah, just wait for that first offensive zone penalty and just watch Twitter explode. Well, <laughs> he had one. He had one. It was a it was a hook, I think, a hook on the on the hands. Uh, I, I remember it vividly because I'm like, okay, here we go. This is was, this is. Was it the Rangers game? I can't I, remember. No, it was. I think it was the. Was it the Wild game? I think it was the Wild game. Hmm. But yeah, the Rangers game. I had the unfortunate. Uh, I installed the NHL app on my phone. And I forgot to turn off uh, notifications when I set my favorite team as the Blues. So yeah. I recorded the Rangers game to watch later. And I got a notification on my phone, looked up, and looked at my phone, and boop, there's a score. Game over. I'm like, oh, I know what happened. So I had to fix that. So yeah, I, was, I, I remember that. I remember those days. That was terrible. I hated it when that happened. Yeah, I was like, I, so, I, so I, I watched the game, but I was, I was not enthused when I watched it. I knew the outcome. So I wasn't really, wasn't really paying attention like I usually do for games. But, uh, so yeah, we've got a new segment to talk about this week on the show. It is the Blues Social Media Fails. This is something we tried to work in the past couple weeks and we just ran out of time. Didn't have time to do this. So uh, what we're going to do is we take what we feel are some pretty hilarious social media comments about the Blues and we bring them front and center to you. If something we say is uh, something you happen to have said, on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, uh, don't get offended. It's all in good fun. Yeah, get offended. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Come join the show and complain about uh, to us about it. it. I don't care. Um, first one from our our good friends at the St. Louis Blues Lounge. I think uh, <laughs> you're laughing already. Um, I'm not laughing. I wouldn't laugh at that. Okay, our good friends at the St. Louis Blues Lounge. Uh, someone said, uh, "Is there something? Is there, is there someone here that is good at editing lyrics to to songs, making videos? I had this idea for a video I want to make, but it blues games that I think would be a hit. It's to the song Sweet Caroline, but I don't have the editing skill to make the video. So hoping to collaborate with someone who can help me make this happen. Anyone? Question mark. Um, I mean, what what could this video possibly be?" Like I'm that's not up. a highlight song. <laughs> this sounds like a fantastic idea. I'm sure it won't be completely stupid. <laughs> oh. Anyway, all right, next one. Next one uh, from the St. Louis Blues Lounge. Uh, welcome, Edward. This is the place to be if you're a blues fan on Facebook. Nope. Next one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Darren Dobrenick. Oh, uh, let's not use names here. Come on. Okay, that's a that's a that's a uh, that's my name for it. Yeah, right. It's a <laughs> play on it's a play on Darren Kimball. Darren. And, <laughs> yeah. From the Darren. St. Louis Blues. 
Darren Kimball and, and Dobbs Darren. Auto Tire. Uh, call me crazy, but I think Bartuzo is a very good, solid defenseman. If we weren't so deep on defense, he'd be a top four worthy. Right. So, right. Yeah, he, I mean, he was top – he was a number one defenseman with the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? Yeah, right. I it, mean, was, it was him and then Chris Letang. Right, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's right. If he could just put a few more on the net, he'd be Norris. <laughs> yeah. Worthy. <laughs> I'm calling right. it 2017-2018 Norris winner Robert Bertuzzo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By the way, by the way, looks is the exact spinning image of Blues reporter Mike Pepping. Anyone really? knows Pepping? Take a look yes. at the guy and yes. look look at it. they are exact. They are the same person. I swear they're the same person. He is Pepping on stilts. You you've got the same the same facial hair as they both of them. It's like a thing. I do. It's uh, two months of growth right here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next so, one. You know, all right. Next one. This is from the Blues official Facebook page. Uh, this is the the Blues tweeted this. the The St. Louis Blues entrance onto the ice could have looked very different in this 1996 trumpet concept had been had been approved. It shows a picture of a huge trumpet that the players would skate through as they go onto the ice. I think a lot of people have seen this in the note by notebook, especially. Yep. Uh, and a poster replied, do this 15 exclamation points. That would be awesome for the winter classic exclamation. <laughs> that comment got 27 likes. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone who has seen the, the trumpet that they were considering using to skate onto the ice. I mean, nothing says intimidation like skating through a huge trumpet. What, what was the – they could bring out that, that mascot, um, the cool cat or whatever it was. This, was it the same cat that was in the Paul Abdul video, right? <laughs> Someone replied to this, agreed. This is awesome. So, <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we need to find a balance between the uh, enthusiasm showed on the, uh, the, the lounge and uh, the uh, – uh, presentation of that opening ceremony this year. Uh, either that or, you know, just let's just go, let's go full Facebook, uh, full blues lounge. Let them dictate the next few games and see, uh, see how excited people are about uh, in game presentation. The, uh, the next one from the booth official Facebook page. Uh, this is from a poster. I challenge every player and every fan to stand up and sing the national anthem as loud and proud as they can. Let's show how St. Louis rocks in sports. Let's go blues. Yep. Because that shows how awesome we are at sports by singing a national anthem. Let's show how St. Louis rocks in sports. Yeah. That's uh, I, sometimes people just post the dumbest things. Okay. Anyway, uh, next, next one from the uh, lose official Facebook page. Buy that expensive ticket and enjoy sit. This this is a comment uh, uh, in the thread about uh, the classic, one of classic tickets going on sale and selling out real quick, and they're really expensive. Um, a comment is buy that expensive ticket and enjoy sitting outside in a driving sleet storm. Sorry, but you could not pay me to go watch that game in a cold metal seat. First off, the seats aren't metal. Yeah. And, uh, second, um, imagine if they had metal seats. <laughs> You'd be, you'd, Dude, you'd be they, there would be rain coming down and the lightning storm 
40 miles away and they're gonna be like oh my god everybody get out of the stadium get everybody out stand up. everybody stand up uh, <laughs> everybody on, out of the field <laughs> half the women put on your shoes uh and so yeah that's and, okay so the next one is uh from the stltoday.com asylum which those of you who are not familiar with the stltoday.com asylum it's the blues forum called the asylum for a reason um a comment speaking wait, wait, of wait, wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute can we have bill yeah. read this one sure <laughs> don't right, read go ahead, bill um rolling on the river too oh wait i wasn't supposed to read that part right speaking of pareko <laughs> if he continues to refuse to hit then he needs to be moved it's that simple <laughs> See, that's that's why i want to build to read it maybe the most ridiculous one of all of them yeah that's pretty good um yeah that was like when uh when people wanted eric brewer traded because he couldn't hit oh wait a minute no that's not that's not the same thing <laughs> Uh, when when was that posted, Kurt? Do you know? That I saw that today, actually. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, you know, because he got beat, he got beat for the tying goal last night. So you know, somebody somebody who stayed up too late to watch the game got butt hurt and had to post it. Warren Zevon hit somebody. <laughs> right. uh, uh, so that has been the Blues social media fails. Premiering in episode three, so hopefully we will have time to do those um, every show. I hope you enjoyed them as much as we enjoy bringing them to you. Uh, I know I did. Uh, let's see, uh, Chris uh, from uh, the uh, oh, from the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, podcast. What's the the uh, what, what's the podcast called? The Pucknology? Yes, Pucknology. Pucknology, fine podcast. Uh, the the Kings come out of a castle. So a trumpet wouldn't be that bad. Mm. Yeah, at least the castle is a little more applicable. You, you actually do come out of a castle. You don't come out of a trumpet. There's all kinds of jokes there. <laughs> yeah. Unless you, unless you use a spit valve, then you come out of a trumpet. <laughs> yes. I got the joke in. <laughs> oh man! If we skate out of a trumpet, you could have you could have all kinds of spit valve jokes. That's a, that was a, oh. that's a terrible idea. Oh. Grab it right by the spit valve. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I'm watching the uh, yeah, the Cubs and the Dodgers. Uh, Chicago's leading 6-2. to two. Uh, And as a St. Louis Cardinals fan uh, as well, not to de- deviate from hockey at all, but I, f- I saw a funny fa- – and while we're on social media stuff, I did see a funny Facebook post today uh, from a friend of mine who said – that uh, I feel we are two losses away from the Cardinals' 12th championship. I'll let that one sink into you. I like it. If the Cubs lose two more, then the Cardinals fans win. So if I had to explain it to people, but I thought that was hilarious. Well, it's not funny anymore if you explained it. Well, you know, some people are not going to get it. You saw, the, you, you saw the stuff I read, or heard the stuff I read. Some people aren't going to get that. All right. Um, I don't think Nick and Nick, they're probably, it's probably bedtime, I guess. They're probably asleep. And, uh, yep. So, okay. I've, anything else to add for the Swiss show, guys? Uh, I think I think so far the Blues looked uh, looked pretty good. Um, the, the game last night, I think they looked uh, tired and, and, as Bill said, um, injury depleted. But uh, 
And I, I one of my buddies today, actually Jason Miller, the, the guy running the, the Clay's Classic Tournament, posted on his Facebook page that he thinks the Blues will live to regret uh, losing that game later in the season. Um, I, I don't think I saw- so. I, th- I think that uh, they still get a point out of the game. They're not a division rival. And I doubt Vancouver. I know they've had a great start, but I doubt that they uh, end up coming out and, and challenging for a playoff spot this year. So I, it's going to happen. You're, you know, it was a one-goal lead late in the game, and, and uh, Vancouver has been the comeback kid so far this year. So it's going to happen. Um, but I think overall they've looked fantastic. They've exceeded my expectations for the start of the year, and, and I'm excited to see what they can do the rest of the way. I did see the post by Jason Miller, and when I saw it, I respectfully disagreed. Only because, yeah, it was one point. So we did get a point out of it. And I'm sure during the season, there there's going to be a worse loss. For, yeah. uh, so, uh, that's, to, there's, to, there's going to be a loss to the Blackhawks or the Wild or even like the Avalanche that would right. haunt us more than a, a, a one-point loss to the Canucks. Right, exactly. They're gonna. That's that's. There's gonna be some some game where they blow worse than this. Not to say they're gonna do it a lot, but it's gonna happen to every team. It, this wasn't an extraordinarily bad bad loss. It was just they gave a late goal and they lost. So, and they got a point. So, yeah, I think from a fan perspective, though, too many people are just upset that they stayed up so late to watch the game to you know for the Blues to to lose it you know in the last minute and then lose the the lead in the last minute and then uh the uh overtime winner you know it's disappointing you're staying up you're happy all the way up until then and and it it comes apart i think the uh you know the the outrage uh that uh, came out of some people today was uh probably uh not uh not rational uh given given that but I don't know. I, I, you cannot to give up one point out of the first eight games, or first one point out of the first eight possible. It, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and when you get when you stole a win from Chicago in their home opener, you get a win at home against the Wild, um, and then New York, who I mean they're no slouches, and they get a win against them. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, th- I think that we wouldn't even be talking about this if they would have lost to the Blackhawks and then beat the Canucks. I think at this point, people would be like, hey, we're 3-1. and one. That's great. I think it's just like you said. I think people are just a little butthurt that they uh, stayed up late to watch the game and then saw an overtime loser. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm – the next couple of games will will kind of I think prove out. You know, the I hated I hated the fact that it was PRV and Upshaw out there with Stasny, uh, and they couldn't get the puck out of the zone on the Horvat goal. Um, and yeah, goddamn, they have to trade Pareko. He didn't cover Horvat. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but if uh, you know, I, I did not like Yaskin's game last night. Uh, PRV looked like PRV usually looks. Um, so if Schwartzy can get back in there uh, for uh, the Thursday game and one of those two guys is uh, relegated, I, I think all the better. And if Brodziak's healthy, get both of them out. Um, I don't know. It, it, definitely not worried about it. 
And, uh, you know, as far as the upcoming games, really kind of looking forward to seeing if Calgary, you know, what Calgary does tomorrow night against Carolina will, if they lose badly, will they even give Brian Elliott a shot to play Saturday night against the Blues? Or would that just destroy him? Because he has had a bad start to the season. Yeah, I would imagine he would lobby to, I would imagine he'd lobby hard to play against the Blues if he, you know. Well, you got to figure they're, they're playing the Blues on Saturday at home and then they're playing them, uh, what, Tuesday in St. Louis? Yeah. So I, he's got, I mean, he has to play at least one of those games. Yeah, and, and I would I would bet that it would be Saturday night if they're gonna not have him play against the Blues. I don't think it's gonna. I think it's on the road. I don't think they don't want him playing in Scott Trade Center after a bad start. Yeah, well, it I I think that'll be an interesting storyline for the weekend because man, I, I feel bad for the guy. I was such a huge fan of him while he was here, and now you know the the way his season starts, you know it's like his narrative has now become you know he's only as good as the the defense in front of him, and Calgary doesn't have one. God, they look awful. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing too. I mean. Obviously, if you put Patrick Waugh, Martin Brodeur in their prime behind that defense, they're still going to be Patrick Waugh and Martin Brodeur. But I do think you would see a goal or two slip past them more. Um, I'm not trying to compare Brian Elliott to those guys, but I'm just saying that he's not getting any help at all. And I think if they can figure out a system and they can they can stick to their men – he'll turn it around. But as long as that defense looks shaky, he's going to continue to look shaky. Uh, Chad Hagan tweeted to us. Uh, this was actually before the show. Back, oh, yesterday. Tarasenko spent way too long on the ice during OT in the Vancouver game. And I think I saw a number that uh, was on the ice for like two minutes and 20 seconds in OT. Yep. So that's, uh, that's a long time out there and yeah he, he, he I, came off yeah I I disagree though I think with Schwartz out with Laterra out with uh, uh, Gunnarsson out who is a huge offensive contributor now I I think with with the injuries the Blues have and him being the by far number one guy three on three if you don't have the puck you can kind of coast a little bit until you uh, break into the offensive zone I don't have a problem with it I think you need to have – I mean, look at Alex Ovechkin. That guy's probably out there for two and a half minutes of a five-minute OT. I think that that's what has to happen with a superstar. And I think, yeah, you probably have to trust his judgment. On, you know, he's not going to – if he's tired, you would assume he would get off because it's – I mean – Yeah, and he, was, he wasn't dogging it as far as I saw. I think that's going to do it for this week's show. We actually wrapped it up in almost an hour – a little over an hour, so that's not too bad. Good job, guys. Nice work, boys. Go have, go have one for me. A beer, that is. I have a root beer. Yeah, root beer. Fits root beer. Buy you a soda after uh, the game. No, that's stinking root beer. <laughs> um, they brought their toys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to check out our friends over at the Defense Checker Dome podcast, Loose Chickless podcast, uh, the Blues Hockey podcast, and, of course, the, uh, uh, the Drop podcast, and the Toast Dash podcast. Be sure to stop by the uh, Luna Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights when they open. I'm getting tired of saying that without them open, actually being open. Um, I haven't checked in a while. I haven't checked updates, but I, I assume he's not open. No, he's not open yet. 
Um, BlueNoteSportsBar.com. BlueNoteSportsBar.com for announcements uh, and also on Facebook. So for Bill Day and Jeff Ponder, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.